Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello again. Welcome to the football show here on Belfast Live. We have a busy program this week. We're talking Irish Cup, Premiership and the League Cup. So it's a lot to get through. Help me as always. Glentoran legend, it says here, Paul Lehman. And the new Crusaders striker, Darren Murray, who got two goals on his debut this week. That's the way to start. What a debut, Darren. Not bad, is Yeah. yeah sure uh, what was it like settling into your new team? Yeah, they've all, all the boys are welcome. Me and the club. And we gave him a pull before every game and training his hand enough, so... It's dead on. Any nerves before the game at Carrick the other night? Crusaders won 3-0, you got two of them. You're thinking, hey, I'm here to score goals, I have to get some goals. No, it's not really nerves, it's just sort of the buzz of the game you get before, so I'm just there to score goals. And thankfully, two went in the other night. He does what it says in the tin, doesn't he? Yeah. Scores goals. And that's what Stephen's brought him in to do. I think if you look at the Crusaders squad over the season, they've had a fantastic season, but They've probably got you know like for like players in every position, apart from an out and out centre forward. Jordan Owens probably plays too many games. Yes. If you're being honest, he he plays every game, you know, and and it's that's difficult. Sometimes players need a rest, but now Stephen's got the option. Now he's got Darren Marion, who's we all know can score goals. He's got the option of resting Jordan Owens when he needs to. He's also got the option of playing a four four two with two really formidable strikers at the top of the top of the pitch for him. Okay, let's uh, start with a look back, quick look back to last week's Tenants Irish Cup sixth round. I'll go through the results. You can have a look at them there on the caption. The holders Linfield they go through hard work <coughs> against Newry City. Coleraine four little winners over Institute. Ballamina beat Ballinamallard only just on penalties. Glentoran hit four at Ballyclare. Curtis Allen got all four. Well done, him. And well done to Lockall. 2-1 winners over Ards. They finished with eight men. Biggest win went to the Galacticos of Larne. 6-1 over Tindella. <laughs> Glenavon hit three. Veed and Gannon Swifts. <laughs> and in the top game of the day, Cliffmore 4, Crusaders 1. Darren, we both watched that last week. Me working a new cup tied. Uh, eventful. It was. It was indeed. It was nice to watch. But listen, it's just the way football goes. Yeah, and the, the penalty Declan Cadell sent off, and then he didn't get off the pitch when the penalty was taken and missed, and it had to be retaken, and they scored. Stephen Baxter, livid, but the letter of the law is on the referee's side. Yeah, well, I thought the referee, maybe the linesman, should have had moved Declan along a wee bit quicker. You know, he was sort of dilly dallying and tell you at himself, so. But it's just the way it is, and they had to retake a penalty, and Joe scores it. So You were in the dressing room at the end. I mean, 4-1, it's the first time Cliff have beaten Crusaders in over three years. Uh, there must have been many moods in there, and anger, bitter disappointment as well. Yeah, well, I don't think any, any of the boys in the change room like lost in any game. Uh, you know, especially the little derby. No, but it seemed as if that was Clinville's be-all and end-all after the game, so that's just the way it is. Yeah, 
What do you make of that result? That was the biggest game of the day. I, th I thought it was always going to be tough for Crusaders. Jackie did a bit of a makeshift back four in the game. Colin Coates was injured, Howard Beverly was injured, Mark McChrystal, three of their normal back yeah. four were all out injured. So I th thought they were going to get it tough, but they started the game really well. Paul Heatley hit the post, he could have put them in, in front. And then obviously we had the controversy with the, the penalty decision and Declan Cadell not getting off the, the pitch quick enough. And I think. Once they were down to TMN Crusaders and, and Cliftonville got in front, I think there was only going to be one winner then. And it's a big big win for Cliftonville because, as you say, they haven't beat Crusaders in a long time. Yeah, 14 games they haven't beaten them in over three years. <coughs> Let's look at the draw for the quarterfinals now. There we are, Cliftonville against the holders, Linfield. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a, a massive tie there. And... and uh, you know, both both teams will have aspirations of, of winning the cup. I think it's fair to say they're probably too far behind the league now. So the Irish Cup's become really important for those clubs, and that, that's a massive tie and a really tough one to call, Jackie. And for you, look away now, Paul Glentoran, away to Coleraine. Probably not the draw Glentoran would have wanted. You know, Coleraine are flying high, and you know they've had the upper hand over Glentoran um, in the last few seasons, and um, that's a tough, tough tie for Glentoran, but. Glenthorne, as we know, are always a good cup team, Jack. Great record, and They've yeah. got a fantastic record, and, and they'll take a massive crowd to Coleraine that day, and it won't be an easy game for, for Coleraine. Glenthorne will go there full of hope, with a big support behind them, and they'll be thinking they can get to the next round. And I've just got a wee outside feeling maybe in the cup for Glenthorne this year. They could, they could maybe go further. Uh, come to Glenthorne, you always do, Paul. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Glenavon, they won the cup 2014 and 2016. Uh, nice draw for them, home to Loch Gaul. Yeah, that, that, that's a good draw for them. And again, they've, they've a, a great record in the Cup of recent years, certainly since Gary Hamilton took over, and, and they'll, be looking to, they'll be expecting to beat Loch Gaul at home and get to the semi-final. A lot of Ballymena fans will look at that tie there at home to Larne, uh, but with their new signings now playing, uh, it's, they're not a soft touch. No, they won't be. They've got, as you mentioned, the new signings have brought in people like you know, Davy McDade, Tommy Stewart, Michael Lenny. Martin Donnelly, my favourite winger. Yep, yeah. David Scullion. You know, these guys have all got tremendous pedigree in the Irish League and, and they'll fancy themselves, you know, it'll be a big day out for them as well and they'll fancy to go to Ballymena and try and get something and, you know, try and get the semi-final. It'll be a fantastic story for Lauren, but you would expect that Ballymena should have enough on the day to beat them, but who knows, it's cup football, Jackie. Absolutely. All right, there were three league games on Tuesday night. Darren enjoyed <coughs> his... First one was Carrick nil, Crusaders three. The debut boy got two. Uh, that's hitting the ground running, Darren. It's obviously very pleasing for you as you're trying to prove yourself a new club. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's always good to get your first goal in it, but to get two in your debuts, also great. Uh, but it's just, you no, know, Stephen just gives you that wee bit more confidence to go out and just do your job. And thankfully, I was in the right place at the right time to put the ball in the back of the net. He seems to be a very good manager. Well, I've, I've, I've met him from a week now. I'm at the club and he's been burning with me. You know, he takes you to the side and he tells you you're the best player in the world. And you know, and that's just what some players need, a wee arm around the shoulder at times. And mm. He seems to do it pretty well with everyone he brings in. And it was a no-brainer. I mean, I know Cole Rain were interested in bringing you from Warren Point. When you look at the squad, it's a, it's a strong squad. It is a strong squad, but you like to compete against the best players in the league. And if, it, if that means that I have to do it week in, week out at my new club, so be it. You know, I want to be at the top of my game every week and score goals to keep my position. Mm. It'll make uh, Big Chicken, Jordan Owens, sit up and say, what, who's this? I better play. 
Yeah, every, every player needs competition. Jackie, and as I mentioned before, Crusaders have got that <coughs> strength and depth in their squad. They've maybe been a wee bit light up front, but now with Darren coming in, you know they've got two really formidable strikers that know where the net is, and you know phys they've got a physical edge to their game as well, as well as being able to play. So, you know, it's a fantastic signing for Stephen, and, and Darren's hit the ground running with two goals in his debut, and Stephen will be hoping that continues. And I think, you know, Darren's had a few clubs over the years, and he's now reached Crusaders. It's a fantastic club. I played there for three years, really enjoyed my football, and I think Stephen will be a great man-manager man for, for Darren to have on his side, and ho hopefully he'll be hoping he can take his game to the next level. And keep you in the straight and narrow. Hope so. <laughs> Your dad Simon's over here, he's smiling. Anyway, Warren Point 1, Linfield 3, and three good away points for the Blues. Yeah, and it, it was a tough night, Tuesday night, Jackie. The weather was horrendous, so it was always going to be tough playing conditions for all those matches on Tuesday night. And Warren Point took the lead with, with mm. Alan Davidson in that game, but Linfield fought their way back, and you know certainly from set pieces where they were so good last season. They scored a lot of goals from set pieces from their centre halves. Jimmy Callagher's popped up with two goals and, and big mark hockey as well. Got them a 3-1 win, so that's a good professional performance from Linfield. Is it a bit of a worry though that the three, the three goals came from two defenders? It can be. I mean, there's there's so much pressure on people like Andy Waterworth and you know the new guy Byrne and, and the French striker. The, the pressure's on those guys to score goals, but it's not always going to be, go their way, Jackie, and you've got to chip in from other areas of the park. And as I said, last season, Linfield centre-half, I think they were all in double figures. It hasn't been the same this season, so David Healy will be pleased that those guys are, are stepping up and taking that little bit of pressure off the strikers. You'll have been sad in some ways to leave Warren Point because it was a great rehab for you to get back at the top level, but uh, Matthew Tipton, he's, he's done a good job. He has, you know, Tippy's, I think it's his first season, or second season of management, but first in the top flight. You know, his sessions are great, him and Skells and Chris and stuff that do the, the sessions, you know, they're brilliant, what they're doing, and, you know, it's just unlucky that they, they, did, they went in front and they end up conceding corners from corners, and well, I hated that. Tippy will be know. mad. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> He'd be going nuts in the change room. He's, he's not one for getting in and calming everything down. He's, he's a hothead in the change room and he makes it known. <laughs> a hothead, Matthew? I think so. Paul, the big result. Glen Torrent <coughs> 2, Balna Mallard 1. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a good week for the Glen so far. Obviously winning 4-0 in the Cup game on Saturday and then going into the Balna Mallard game. And, and Dad, Gavin Dykes was on the show last week and he said how important that game was for for Balna Mallard and they took the lead in the game with, with Noble and I thought to myself here we go again the Glens and their home home woes but you know the sending off seemed to change the game Richard Brush was sent off for Balna Mallard he's such an important player for him the goalkeeper thanks he was livid about that yeah I mean I seen the highlights and I thought there was a couple of covering defenders so I thought he, uh, you always expect the referee maybe give the, the goal, a goalkeeper the benefit of doubt Jackie but he hasn't done so uh, Ian McNabb and he sent the keeper off and I thought it was a yellow card if I'm being honest so, you know, a little bit of luck on Glenthorne's side. They then got themselves back into the game. Uh, scored from a corner, kicking in Curtis Allen with a, with a late winner. So It's been a good week for him. Yeah, Curtis <laughs> has scored five goals in two games. And, you know, it's prob the goal's dried up for him a little bit of late. And so he's, he's had a good week. And Glenthorne will be hoping that continues because he's so important for Glenthorne. And uh, I, was, I was reading it. I was amazed. But I knew their home form wasn't great. It's only their second win at the Oval in five months. 
Yeah, it's I get asked about it a lot, Jackie, and it's it's simply not good enough for for Glen Torn. You know, teams used to fear going to the Oval, and now teams are going there expecting to get something, and that's something that has to be addressed for Glen Torn because your your home form it's got to be solid if you're going to have a chance of of doing anything in this league, and that's something that that they need to address. I don't quite know what it is why they're they're so poor at home, and I'm sure Gary Havern's working on it week in week out and trying to address whatever he thinks it is, but. It's, it's as I said, it used to be such a, a tough place to go for teams, and now teams fancy it. So, not good for Glen Swan, but a good win the other night. Yeah, and they're getting closer to Valamina in the race to the top six and the qualifying for Europe. Yeah, uh, I think that's stakes. a must. But uh, let's take a look now, in fact, at the league table where Crusaders and Coleraine are still leading the way. Crusaders, three points clear, 67. Coleraine, 64. Then 13 points of a gap. Glenavon 51, Linfield up to 4th, 48, Cliffville 46, and 11 points back to Ballymena 35. That completes the top six. And then there's Glen Torn, one point behind United in 7th. Dungannon, six points behind the Glens on 28, ours 24. And then we have the bottom three all on their own at 1.18, 7 clear of Carrick, who are on 11, and Balnamallar getting ever closer to Carrick. Uh, on 10 points. Paul, I know it's a, a funny old game when we look back to last season and Linfield caught Crusaders <coughs> and so on, but when we look at the top two, it's it has to be a two-horse race. Yeah, I, th- I think it is, Jackie. And Glen Avon have also, they were third place and they were the ones that looked like maybe catching the top two, but they've dropped a few points of late as well. And I think Linfield and Cliftonville are just too far behind. The, the t- top two teams would have to lose five or six games now. Yes. And Linfield and Cliftonville and Glenavon to win every game. And when it comes to the, the split, the top six, you know, they're all going to be tight games. So mm. it's really hard to see past the, the top two. And, um, you know, last season it was it was 11 points. You know, not as much of a gap. And Linfield were able to claw that back. But I just don't see the top two losing that many games and the ones below them winning every game. I just don't think but there's But Glenavon have two games in hand, so they could make it interesting. Potentially they could, Jackie. On their day, they're a fantastic team and Gary's done a wonderful job there. But I think I always say, I think defensively, they, they let themselves yeah. down in some games, whereas I think Coleraine and Crusaders, when they've got their full squads available, they're, they're, they're solid at the back and they don't give too much away. And I think that's why they'll be above the other teams. Darren, what a move. You're top of the tree. <laughs> Three points clear. Nice yeah. place to be. Well, from a bottom club to a top club. So yeah. Big difference. <laughs> it was a long way up. I. Yes. <laughs> it was indeed. Uh, the, the move betters me and it betters the club as well. So it was the right decision for me to take at the time. When did you uh, <clears throat> know the move was on? Because it was getting close to the window closing. Yeah, a phone call probably... I was sitting with a child actually feeding him and I got a phone call about half seven, quarter eight to say that they agreed to feed Over last night? Yeah, on the Wednesday. Just to say, look, listen, uh, you'll be getting a phone call from Stephen Baxter at the minute to see go down and sign a contract and that was it. Stephen phoned two minutes later and I was like uh, on my way down to Seaview. So you got the skates on and I'm here. Straight away. <laughs> I get straight into the car and straight down to the club to get it done. And it was, I think it went through about 20 past 10 at night, so it was close. Did you talk to uh, Matthew Tipton, Tippy? Say I'm away, boss. He, yeah, it was Tippy had actually phoned me in. His first words were, look, listen, you're gone. The board have accepted a, a deal for you. I'm sorry I couldn't keep you, but 
that's the way football is. So. We need the money, so you yeah. have to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great move for him. It is a really good move. You know, Crusaders and I are a club that's been challenging for the last five, six years on, on, on every front and certainly on the league front every year. And, you know, as a, as a player, you know, Darren's been around the clubs and you, you want to challenge for trophies. You know, football's a short career. He's proven that he's got the quality to play in the top league, but I'm sure Darren wants to go to a club now and try and win win trophies. That's, that's what it's all about. And I think Crusaders is, is the right place to be at this moment in time with the right manager as well. Yeah. It's they Crusaders have had an interesting last couple of weeks. They they won the Shield final yeah. and then out of uh, two trophies, was it? Yeah, they were Semi-final. they were out of the semi final at the Dungannon and then obviously out of the Irish Cup on Saturday. So they, you know, from going from winning potentially winning five trophies, down to three. they're now down to three, and the league's become really now really important. I don't know how much importance Stephen puts on the Scottish Armbury Cup. But certainly now all the focus has got to be on the, the league and it's just, you know, as we said, it looks like a two horse race and Stephen's gotta make sure every take every game as it comes in the league and make sure that they've got players fit and ready and to, to, to take off the challenge from Cole Rain. When did football first come on the radar for you? Because I'm sure you tried a few sports. Oh, I was I think it was just football. From I was no age, you know. My granddad obviously my dad would have been just passed on me with football and I just sort of way getting into the leg and I was, probably wasn't the best at certain ages, but I just sort of way plugged along and worked hard to obviously try and be as best as I could. Uh, what about the early junior clubs? And Were you a striker all the time? I actually done that for the first year. Oh. So I did, and then I was a centre mid, right wing, and then obviously up top. You know, so I started off as, my nickname was a spider. And that. <laughs> so the, the spider uh, strikes again. So uh, no, I just gradually moved up, and obviously I came to an age where it was probably about twelve or thirteen. And I was playing for St Patrick's uh, in the New Lodge, and uh, it was actually Joe Gormley's father was my manager and Tommy Altap. So and they were like, "No, you scored too many goals to be in midfield, so we're sticking you up top." Yeah. And that was I just stayed there from then on in. It's it's a nice position when you're scoring, but it's a tough position to play, isn't it? It is. Because your so, back's always to the goal. Yeah, well, that's that's the good thing about it. You can hold people off and just go around them and score. It makes you look as if you're good. Do you know what I mean? So just as easy as that. Eh? You could <laughs> bag into people and turn it. Well, if it was that easy, you would be playing. You know, you'd, be, you'd be across the water if it was easier than that. So, but no, it's you know, it's football's been a big part of my life. So. Hmm. It's always good to get something a bit of reward. So, how did you make it to the Irish League, and where did you start? I was at Newington when I was about fifteen, and I was playing for the seniors, obviously the first team. And I actually went in Swindon for like about three months, four months, and then when I come back, I spoke to Jerry Flynn at Newry. I was still only sixteen, and he says, "Look, listen, we'll give you a contract." And I was just went, "I dead on it'll suit me." So, hmm. and I just started from there. Any disappointment? It didn't work out across the water. Because that's every boy's dream. Yeah, well, it's just we probably could have, worked, could have worked a bit harder and stuff. And the homesickness, I could have tried to get ready out a wee bit quicker instead not, of crying. Not, not easy. <laughs> no, it's not, it wasn't. But, you know, if you had to just got my head down and worked a wee bit more harder, I probably would have made yeah. it. And Jerry Flynn, uh, you did well for him. Yeah, he, he tried to give me my, my first uh, game in the ice league, you know. So, But it was, you know, I was, I was still young and... Still learning. Naive a bit and... I was just hot-headed and whatever else, but, you know, it was, it was ten years ago now, a season. Your father's, so. your father's looking away there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think the hot heads still are a wee bit, but you know who doesn't have that in them? Well, that's true. That that is true. And after Newry, it's DC. DC. Mm. Who was the manager then? I think it was Paddy Kelly or Paddy Kelly. Paddy Kelly, yeah, Paddy good man. Paddy was, you know, DC looked after me. I was, and that was in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Premier League guy. They looked after me for a year, and then obviously the the sort of a fell out with the no money and stuff. So. And Ronnie came calling for a number of years and looked Mr. after Ronnie me. McFall. Uh, and you had over four years, good years. Four and a half years. Down. Yeah. But you didn't win anything. No, beating two Irish Cups. And it wasn't you nice. You lost know. two Irish Cup finals. Mm. You played in one, but you played the first one, aye. Yeah. Uh, the lack of silver, where does that annoy you? It does, you know, because people keep saying like, he scores goals, but at the end of the day, you want to score as many goals as you want, but you want to lift as many trophies as you trophies as possibly can so and you know Stephen's given me that option now you know was taking me on board I can I can go and win leagues and cups and score as many goals so at the end of my career I can look back and go I'll yeah. score as many goals and I'll lift as many trophies as I possibly could even though he's been restless and in his own words hot headed at times uh, that's what he needs now at 26 years of age he's not old by any means but he wants to start winning the big prizes yeah, I think you need you get to a stage of your career where you need that sort of stability, Jackie. And I think, as I said earlier, I think you'll get that at Crusaders. He's he's with a really good club, with the right manager, and you know Stephen will manage Darren well. I'm sure he, Stephen knows how to manage players, whether they're young or or old, like I was when I went to Crusaders. He just he's just got a great way about him with players, and and, and I'm sure that will benefit Darren. And, as I said before, Crusaders are going to be challenging now still for the next few years, so the opportunity is going to be there to, to win trophies, and it's just how hungry the players are, and I've seen a real hunger in Crusaders this year, obviously, mm. for what happened last year. I There's agree. a real hunger and desire there for them to win the Gibson Cup again, and Darren will be hoping that's what happens. And Darren, after Portadown and Big Ronnie, how much did you enjoy playing for Big Ronnie? Difficult times. It was, but, you know... <laughs> As I say, Big Ronnie's sort of way the students. Big Ronnie just sticks an arm around you and you can fight with him one minute and the next minute you're loving him again because he looked yeah. after me well, you know, so... But he, he was a great man to play under and yeah. stuff like that there, you know. The, the backroom staff and we, Jordy, God bless him. Jordy Richardson. Jordy uh, looked after me and had all the stuff ready for me no matter what, so... You know, Rest in it, peace, Jordy. With a, with a great, with a great uh, change room and great staff, but it, you know it was just just that like a spark about some games, you know. And mm. At the end, it sort of way came down to just having to pack up and go where yeah. I wanted to go. So. And it was Cliftonville, yeah. It was. Uh, it didn't really work out. No, it didn't. For some reason. No. Which I'll not ask you about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that must be a disappointment because that's in your area of Belfast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was I grew up supporting him, so I always wanted to play. But listen, circumstances have changed, and yeah, I'm a cruise man now. So, and you, you sort of drifted then to junior football, Crumlin Star. I, I fell in love with football actually for about a year, and I just wasn't enjoying it. And I thought, you know what, I'll take a step back to where it all sort of began and see how I get on. And, I played, I think it was three or four months of this, the season for coming star. And That's uh, the Ardoin side, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And uh, we won the league and I sort of had a smile back in my face and I sort of knew that I was enjoying football and I had that wee bit of hunger back and I wanted to, to go and test myself again against the best players in the in the country and I'm back doing it. So. 
So how did Warren Point come about, which was a good move for you to get you back into senior football? I think it was did just... Tippy? It was Skelly, actually. David Muscali, that I played with in Portadown. Yeah, the keeper. He, he just rang me and he says, look, listen, come and talk to you. We know you've your contract's up at the end of the year. We'd like to send you in January, but obviously you can't play until this season. I was like, I'll speak to you. And I spoke to him and decided to deal, and it was, it was good enough for me. But there was a number of clubs that contacted me, you know, Ballymena, Glentorn, and but more points seemed as if it was the best option for me to go and start off again. You refused Ballymena? I did. <laughs> was that wise? No. <laughs> well, it seemed to work out now, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out well, hasn't it? <laughs> I still think you're Ballymena. Sorry, no tapping on TV. <laughs> We can now look ahead to the weekend. Uh, four games in <coughs> the Premiership because of the uh, semi-final, League Cup semi-final, Bellamy United against Clitheville at the showgrounds. Uh, top of the table, Crusaders against Glen Torren. And uh, the Glens are 5-1, to one, but the Crews are 2-5. to five. And yeah. they've got Darren Murray. <laughs> It's a tough, tough game for Glenthorne, but Glenthorne have come off the back of two, two good results this week, Jackie. So, in the last game at Seaview, I think it was a 1-0 win for Crusaders, and it was, a, it was a tough day at the office for them. So, I think it'll be something similar this, this week. You know, Glenthorne will go there and... and it was feisty the last time as well. Yeah, it, it always is. It always is a feisty game. And, you know, I still fancy Crusaders being the home team, being the league leaders. But I think Glenthorne will go there and, you know, put it up to them, give them a tough, tough game. I think the game of the... The day on Saturday is at Coleraine. Coleraine against uh, Glenavon. Coleraine second, Glenavon third. Uh, Coleraine four to five at home. That's a good prize for the punters. Glenavon thirteen to five. Again, another tough one to call, Jackie. And I mean, Crusaders are playing at home. They'll be hoping they can pick up three points, and maybe that one turns out a draw and it puts distance between them on both sides. But again, a tough one to call. But I would just, I would just edge for Coleraine in that one as well, just being the home team. Um, they're still, they're hard to beat. I just think Coleraine are hard to beat defensively, and I think that they've got enough in their locker. It's that sort of game that Coleraine cannot afford to slip up in. No, every game's massive now. You're smiling. Mm. You're hoping they do. <laughs> Hopefully, Stevie Murray can do me a favour. <laughs> uh, right, then we have uh, Linfield in fourth place against Gannon Swifts in eighth, and uh, Linfield are one to four favourites, as you would expect, and Gannon nine to one. That's quite generous, actually, nine to one. That's a massive price for Dungannon. They, they might have one eye on the, the League Cup final, which is coming up soon, Jackie, and, mm. and expect Linfield to win, win that game comfortably at, at home there. So, you know, unless Linfield's attitude's not right there, you know, I, I can't see anything but a Linfield win there at home to Dungannon. OK, Ard's in ninth place against Carrick <coughs> in 11th. Carrick need three points. Carrick or a win and quickly. Yeah, they're really struggling, Jackie, and and again that's that's a game where Davy Magdalene denied. I think they've got a run of games coming up against Ards, Ballinamallar, the teams around them. And this is the wee the wee period of fixtures now where Davy's really going to see if his team's going to have the metal and have the resolve to, to to get a few wins or not, and starting with Ards this week. But Ards are decent at home, and uh, I just fancy them again this week. Right. I didn't ask you about any of those because you're not allowed to gamble as a player. I know you don't gamble anyway. <laughs> anyway, the doubles. We both failed <coughs> in our doubles last week. I can't remember the last time I got a double up, Jackie. So <laughs> Funny enough, neither <laughs> can I. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to go for Ards at home. They're 10 to 11. 
and a, a fancy Coleraine at home to Glen Avenue at four to five. Yeah, I. I uh, no, I'm not sure. I was nearly <laughs> going to go for that <laughs> as well, Ards and Coleraine, but uh, I don't want to upset my Coleraine people. But uh, because if you're a punter, you're a punter. I'll go for Ards at ten to eleven, and Glenavon at thirteen to five. Okay. And obviously, I'm not going to the Coleraine showgrounds on Saturday <laughs> to face the fans. And then we look ahead to semi-final of the, the uh, League Cup. That's the uh, McLean League Cup. And McLean are supplying these odds, by the way. So it's Ballymena United against Cliftonville at last, at the fourth attempt. We're playing the semi-final. Dungan and Swifts await in the final on Saturday week. Ballymena 13-8 to eight at home. Generous Cliftonville 7-5 to five favourites. Yeah, Ballymena being home, Jackie, they'll fancy their chances, but Cliftonville coming off the back of that big win against Crusaders last week, you know, the carrot of another final for them, you know, I, I just think Cliftonville is going to be up for this one, and I know you, you're not going to like me for saying this, but I fancy Cliftonville to beat Ballymena. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, you might be right, sadly, but I didn't say that. Darren, hey. thank you for coming in. Thank you. Continue success. Thank you. Pleasure. I'll not see you next week. No. Because you're, he's away in a lovely place, but I can't tell you where it is <laughs> and how long he's away for. But uh, he'll enjoy it. Anyway, get out there to a game on Saturday. It's uh, the league. There's that semi-final of the League Cup as well. And I just hope your team wins from all of us here. Till next time, bye-bye.